Hello, Bessie. It's your favorite caffeinated, medicated, and never hydrated nurse, Nurse John. And welcome back to your favorite therapy podcast. I beg your pardon. Guys, I am that friend who sings that every single thing I say. I just love it. I mean, I don't have the perfect voice. I'm not a singer or anything, but I just love it. And you know what? I will always sing anything I say. How are you, Bestie? I missed you so, so much. Wherever you are right now, if you're working, good luck, Bestie. You got this. Remember, you got bills to pay. If it's your day off, baby, you know to treat yourself. Get that self-love and self-care. Go get that manicure. Go shopping. Go treat yourself in a restaurant. Do it for yourself, Bessie. You deserve it. You work so hard and you deserve everything good in life, Bessie. And if you're going to work right now, if you're driving home, I love you, Bessie. I am so proud of you every single day. I know you work so hard. You have to tell that to yourself that I am proud of myself. I always do that. Whenever I wake up in the morning, I look in the mirror and I tell myself, damn, you are the baddest bitch and I am so proud of us. We got this every single day. And remember what I tell you guys? If things are not going the way you want it, that's okay. The most important thing is that you do not give up on yourself, okay? Your worst enemy is yourself. And your best friend is yourself. Remember that, bestie. And how is life? Let me tell you mine. A week ago, I released Merch 2.0 and www.nursejohn.com. I'm actually wearing one of the merch. It says shift happens, caffeine helps, and I love, love this. And if you guys want to get one of these, just head to www.nursejohn.com and sign up to the newsletter so you can get a discount code. But a lot of the products are now out of stock because you guys have shown nothing but love and support. And I am so thankful for every single one of you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Listen, guys, I always like undervalue and undermine myself. I always say like, oh, my God, nobody actually would support me or like would get this merch. But listen, every single time I am shocked because you guys show more than what I expected. And again, thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. Also, this hydration bottle that I have here, Stanley Dupe, that says Lil Miss Dehydrated is still available in my store so go get one before they out because the other three they're gone okay bestie and at the same time if you are wondering what kind of scrubs i wear in my videos and at work when i teach well it's called guard malad g-a-r-d-e-m-a-l-a-d-e which means nurse in french if you want to grab your scrubs from them they're the best. They're so flexible. They're so soft. They're so stylish. And, and they are the only scrubs that I trust and love. So you can go to www.guardmalad.com or .ca and you can use my code N-U-R-S-E-J-O-H-N-G-M to get a discount code on checkout. So check them out, you guys. Anyways, you guys, another week, another topic, another fun stuff. To talk about. And before we get to the fun stuff, if you're listening right now, do me a favor. Can you download this episode and the past episodes and make sure you follow our podcast on Spotify and Apple. Turn on notifications so you receive every single week your newly therapy episodes. And make sure you take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and I beg your pardon on Instagram so that I can repost it. I love you. Love you guys so much. 
Okay, guys, so let's head on to this episode. And this episode is all about tell me one of the most embarrassing thing that happened to you at work that you will never forget. And all your submissions, guys, killed me. I was dying of laughter because some of the stories I relate so much because it happened to me myself. And baby, they're not just embarrassing story once. They stick to my head and now they're like a trauma that I would never, ever do again. And I'm, I've learned from them. So let's get cracking, you guys. Are you ready? Get your popcorn, get your coffee medication and hydration because bestie you're gonna laugh your ass off let's get into it all right our first submission might be too late but last week halloween week i was on midnight i'm a housekeeper and i was called to a floor to collect some waste from an outbreak floor it was 6 a.m the room door was closed i opened it and half screamed because it was so dark but i saw about six figures surrounding the patient bed and they all turned and stared at me Turns out the patient was palliative and it was family members. <laughs> Saying goodbye. OMG, I died inside. No pun intended. But why were they there without a single light? Listen, Bessie. I would do the same. Listen, it was Halloween week. It was probably still dark and there's still there's no light. Like why? First of all, my first question is, why were they standing probably in a circle? I Sure, yes, the patient was palliative. They're standing there and saying their goodbye. But why wouldn't they turn the light on? You know what? Probably I, I get it. They don't want to like, they want to keep it calm and relaxing for the patient. So it doesn't uh, agitate them or make it more stressful, the environment. But like, again, like if someone who doesn't know that there are family members in that room comes in, they would scream because why would people be standing in there in the dark and surrounding a patient? Like I would do the same. And plus it's Halloween. Like it's scary enough to be working in a hospital. But at the same time, if it's Halloween and it's at nighttime, uh-uh, I would probably run. <coughs> that is so funny. Next, not mine, but my nursing instructor was taking care of a patient who was... <laughs> oh my God, you guys. Okay, trigger warning. There's a suicide in this story, but wait a second, listen to it. But if you don't want to listen to this part, you can just skip it. But here's the story. Not mine, but my nursing instructor was taking care of a patient who tried to commit suicide by hanging themselves. At the end of her shift with this patient, she was trying to be encouraging and told the patient, hang in there. Immediate chuckles into laughter from the patient and my instructor turned beat red and kept apologizing <laughs> Oh my god, I, I did the same thing with a patient, like, oh, but not in the same, same scenario. So I had a patient and he was very insisting of leaving the hospital. And of course, I would not force him to stay in the hospital. So I gave my patient an AMA and I said, just sign this and you can walk away freely without realizing and forgetting the fact that my patient was a double amputee. <laughs> My patient was a double amputee and I said, you can walk away freely. He said, I wish I can walk, but I don't have them legs anymore, honey. And I turned red and just left the room and the patient left in a wheelchair. And I have never been so embarrassed in my life. And again, guys, I have done so many embarrassing stuff that I don't even want to remember them. 
but it always hunts me down because I feel so freaking stupid. This is sad, but at the same time, like, you know, <laughs> her saying hang in there is way too funny. Next. Hi, John. Absolutely loving your podcast still. Gets me through the night shift. So my embarrassing story is I work in mental health and as part of our role, we sadly have to restrain people at times. This one restraint, we were trying to put a man in hold after he had been assaulting staff. I slipped on some water he had thrown and managed to rip my trouser as well as pull another staff member trouser down as I was trying to grab onto something to break my fall. I had to go all shift with my trouser flapping open around my bum and just tie a jacket around my waist. Girl, don't you guys have like a scrub machine that you can like borrow a scrub pants or something? We do have that in our hospital. It's just that you need like a card to be able to access that, but not everyone has that. But girl, like I wouldn't be walking around <laughs> with a jacket tied in my waist. At least it looks like a gown. It looks like you're in a Miss Universe pageant. You should have done a runaway in the hallway, period. This is so funny. Next. Most embarrassing moment during COVID, I lost a lot of weight from double shifts and not having much time to eat. Period. And truth. I had not realized how much weight I had lost until one day while pushing med cart, my scrub string came undone and the pants fell down a significant amount in front of all the staff. <laughs> I was made fun of the rest of the week. Listen, guys, I told you when people are asking me, like, John, how are you so fit? Okay, first of all, I do go to the gym. But at the same time, I learned not to eat much. Like, I learned to survive with applesauce, chocolate pudding, or crackers during the time I was working during COVID because there's really no time to eat. Like, I'm too stressed even on my break time, so I don't have that appetite to eat. So then my stomach got used to just eating once a day. And even now, I only eat once a day and I feel full even ha like even eating like half of a plate. So yeah, l listen, a lot of healthcare workers can relate to this because a lot of us don't even get a break time or we do get a break time, but guess what? They're interrupted anyways and they're like 15 or 30 minutes. Listen up, you will lose a lot of weight in healthcare. If you want to lose weight, and the gym is not for you, just work with us as a nurse. We will take you and we will welcome you in our short staff unit. But baby, I'm telling you, you can probably do 10, like 10,000 steps in less than eight hours. I'm telling you that the amount of running and walking that you have to do in a short staff unit is crazy. I'm telling you. Next. A couple weeks ago, I was working a day shift, rushing to help get people ready for bed since the night shift was going to be short-staffed. I was in a patient's room helping them with their dentures. In the morning, I forgot to dump out the old water in the denture kiss. Ugh. So I poured old dirty mouth water all over my legs. I had a meltdown at the nursing station, went to change into hospital scrubs, went back into the same room, bent over to clean up a spill and, <laughs> and ripped my pants in front of them. I just walked out, put on patient's PJ bottom and cried from 5.30 to 7.30. Oh my God, girl. That's a lot of unfortunate events at once. And I'm telling you, I would be like, guys, I need to just go home today. So many times in my shift, so many things happens at the same time that's so unfortunate and it just ruins my whole shift. And I just want to finish my shift because I'm like so done. So, so done. 
And this is why it's important, you guys, that if you're emptying any type of liquid from a patient, that you don't forget them on the table, on the floor, or anything, or you check before you come in because some patients would leave their pee bottles next to their bedside because it's the easiest and the closest place they can put it. And guess what? It's nighttime, you're walking, you step on it or you kick it and now it's all over your pants. And it happened to me so many times that I kick a pee bottle and I'm telling you, sometimes those pee bottles have been there for like three, four days and they're so concentrated, the smell would not let you go. I'm telling you. Next. Most embarrassing moment at work is when I loudly fart... (laughs) When I loudly farted in my patient's room, I was getting her ready for surgery. Suddenly, I felt the urge to pass gas. I was about to excuse myself out of the room, but it was too late. As soon as I took a step, fart came out. I couldn't hold it long enough to step out of the room. (laughs) Thank goodness it didn't smell. Girl, I rather them smelling something and it was a silent fart than me farting loudly even though it doesn't smell. Like, would you rather fart silently and it smells so bad? That you can blame it to your patient? Or would you <laughs> or would you rather fart loudly and it didn't smell? That's what I thought. You rather blame it on your <laughs> patient. It happened so many times when I fart silently. Listen, there was this instance where I was explaining things to my patient's family and my patient is in the bed and listening to me. And this fart really wants to come out so badly. I had to clench my ass so strong, like almost like holding a bladder full of pee because I don't want to let it out there. But it was it was really tough. So then I let it out, hoping that it's going to be a silent fart. And I was lucky enough that when it came out, it was like, but girl the smell (laughs) and the funny thing was my patient haven't farted for the past three four days because his bowels were sleeping like it wasn't like it's not a condition or anything but it was after a surgery so there was not much like movement or whatnot like he hasn't shit for like three days and no fart or anything. So basically, my fart ripped out in that room. And it, and so everyone was smelling it. And so the daughter of my patient was like, Oh my God, dad, is that your fart? Is that how a three-day <laughs> three long fart smells? But she was so happy because finally her dad farts. But <laughs> I just cannot tell her that it was my fart and it wasn't her dad. And her dad was like, No, I don't think I farted. But her daughter was like insisting, no, 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 dad, I smell it. It's real fucking bad. (laughs) And listen, I just left that room without saying anything. And I was so red when I got out of that room. I was like laughing so hard. I went to the dirty utility room and I just died laughing. And uh, it was real bad, you guys. Next. I am an emergency department nurse in Melbourne, Australia. I was at the tail end of an awful afternoon shift and I saw my work bestie counting drugs in the drug room. She was coming into night shift. I went into the drug room and hugged her from behind without her seeing who I was. And then I did a little boop as I gently honked her boobs from behind. Turns out it wasn't my work bestie. It was a new nurse. It was her third shift. We've never spoken about it. Thankfully, I didn't get reported. <laughs> Listen, you guys. 
even the new grad starts to look like the senior nurses when you're burnt out. We all just look alike. That's why it's very important, you guys, that you drink your caffeine and you stay awake because sometimes you hallucinate. You see things that's not there. And next thing you know, you'll be doing this kind of stuff. And you're the most embarrassed person for the next, what, six, seven months? This <laughs> She probably felt so awkward in this situation. And I would feel so awkward too. Next. Oh my God, you guys, listen to this. It's a McDonald's employee. Working third shift at McDonald's, there was a lady that was partially naked, no pants, underwear, shoes, socks, or no bra but had a button-down shirt halfway buttoned. She was walking through the drive-thru, knocking on all customers' window, asking for $3 for a Happy Meal, and refused to stop until we called the cops. I have a video. <laughs> this sounds like the hospital because also this happens in the hospital. That's why customer service, nurses, teachers, social workers, we're all in the same crap, you guys. It's the same, same thing. Different environment, different profession, but hey... We all have the same patient. <laughs> your customer is your patient. But listen, we also have this kind of people who would be in the hallway naked, no pants, no breathe, no nothing. And would be just screaming, walking, running. And it looks like a zoo. Most embarrassing work experience, getting flicked on a forehead with a used condom cat uh, that came off while cleaning a patient who had a cold brown. Oh my God, girl. First of all, I wish that condom catheter didn't have any cold brown in it because, girl, already that's nasty. But imagine with cold brown in it. Oh, I would need to be disinfected. Bleach me for the next 48 hours because, baby, that is not. Uh, uh, I was just thinking about it and I'm like, uh, <laughs> and how long has that condom catheter been there? That is the question. Oh, Lord. Next. It's been a year ago, but I could still vividly remember the most embarrassing moment I've ever experienced as a healthcare worker. Long story short, I had a patient assigned that I thought was dying. My co-worker and I rushed to the station to call my supervisor. My patient was calling my name repeatedly. And that very scary moment as we checked my patient, he was so sweaty, his face was red and almost out of breath. And when we checked his diaper to see if he needed to be changed... I would, I beg your pardon. I never thought that my patient was only masturbating. Bleh. Pardon? So he wasn't dying. He was just mas. And wait, he was screaming your name, girl. Mm mm. This is a report, girl. He, uh uh, not right. <laughs> I I think I told you guys that story of the heart monitor. And we were looking at a nursing station and my patient was bradycardic in regular. And then we saw the fluctuation of his heart rate. It was around 130 to 150. And then so we're like, okay, maybe it's just a monitor. But then the, the heart monitor keeps beeping. So I was like, you know what? Let me just check it. And when I went to the room, the man was masturbating. The, that's the reason why his heart was at 130s to 150s because this man was watching pee. It was crazy. And I was like, you better stop this thing right now because I will. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Some people, like, why can't you guys contain yourself? Why would you do it in a hospital? Sure, you've been there for long, but you are not in your house. Don't be rude. That's disrespectful. And that's really gross. 
Like, gross. Okay, next. My most embarrassing moment at work was when my clinician was performing a vasectomy, opened the door, and asked me to assist. I walked into the exam room and he went to say I would ask his wife, but you're medically certified since the Xanax didn't seem to help his friend stay asleep. <laughs> I need you to hold him down. I hope you held him on the hands, not the friend. Oh my God, this is too funny. I mean... <laughs> oh my god the sonics didn't help oh that's too funny oh my god that's too funny next 100% most embarrassing work experience I've had for now is one time when a hemovac exploded all over me and the patient I was a PCT on a med search unit that mostly received an ortho surgery so lots of drains the patient mentioned to me that her drain hadn't had any output for several hours, so I emptied it before notifying the nurse. As I pressed the drain back into suctioning position, the tube popped off the device and blood sprayed everywhere. Ugh. All over me, the bed, the patient, etc. I still don't know what was wrong with the drain, but they took it out soon after and my patient got a nice clean shower. It's giving carry. It's giving prom queen, bloody queen. <laughs> Guys, I hate when I, like, when I get something like a liquid from, like, a patient into me. It happened to me so many times. And the thing is, I wear Crocs. And my Crocs have holes. Because my feet would stink if I wear, like, clogs, like, closed shoes. So I wear Crocs and, it, and they're very comfortable too. And again, if you're walking a lot on your shift, you want something where your feet can breathe. Because baby, I don't like wearing rubber shoes at work. I was just never the rubber shoes girly. I'm always like a Crocs girly or a Birkenstock. But yeah, like I hate getting like fluids in my body and I would take like two, three showers just to make sure that it's all gone from my body because... Ugh, some of them really stinks. Next, I am an in-home disability support worker and I was helping my client get dressed. Her bra zipped up at the front and the zipper got stuck and as I was trying to zip it up, I accidentally smacked her nose. I felt so embarrassed and so bad. She was completely fine and we laugh about it now. But in that moment, I was so feeling bad. I mean... <laughs> You probably knock her out the conscience. Like, she was probably awake after that. I mean... <laughs> oh, my God. Next. Most embarrassing work thing is me texting my bosses by accident thinking it was text to my husband saying ass and titties. <laughs> Most embarrassing work thing is me texting my boss by accident thinking it was a text to my husband saying ass and titties. And I couldn't stop the text before it sent to both my bosses. I immediately apologized and said I had replied to the wrong conversation and my younger boss replied with classic while my eldest boss just said oops and I thought for sure I would be getting fired. Nothing happened other than the younger boss asking me who the text was meant for at work and I said my husband and we laughed. <laughs> this happened to me many times too. I mean, it's not from like work or anything, but like, oh my God, there was this instance where I was talking shit to my best friend about someone, I actually send the talk shit to the person I was talking shit. <laughs> and I cannot delete it. 
And iPhone didn't have that button yet where you can unsend stuff because now iPhone has this option where you can unsend what you sent as long as they haven't read it. And I am so happy for this option because there are things that I wish I have never sent. But baby, before it was so embarrassing because she knows I was talking shit. <laughs> that was so embarrassing. And I we never spoke again. Next, I'm a phlebotomist. My most embarrassing experience working in healthcare has to be going to get a lapse on a patient who has <gasps> who has passed, and no one told me before I went in there. When everyone came out of the room, they looked mortified as well as the family members. They were bringing in there to say their goodbyes. Family thought that the patient came back to life and were ecstatic. <laughs> Girl, when you were taking the blood. Didn't you notice that the patient was cold and hard? How? Or did the patient just die? Because they would be at least warm or whatnot. But but at the same time, if they pass away, they usually are like hard, like rock hard. So you would know that the patient is dead. And plus, didn't you check the pulse when you were trying to get like, gir girl, <laughs> this is way too funny. I mean, the family members probably thought, oh my God, he resurrected from the... <laughs> he resurrected from the dead. But girl, that was real bad. Next. My most embarrassing story as a nurse being a new grad was accidentally telling a patient that had a bilateral above the... <laughs> this was the exact same thing that happened to me. Had a bilateral above the knee amputation to move their legs to the side of the... <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Girl, I don't blame you. Again, sometimes I don't read too much into the past medical history. And then it would shock me when the patient had this situation of normal stuff because I didn't look further enough on their past medical history. And I get... <laughs> that must be so embarrassing. I would not be able to go back to that room again. I'm telling you. Next. Most embarrassing work moment was when I was in the military, I had an affair with a staff surgeon, period, who was married, girl, who was married. His wife told our command that we were having an affair after he told her he wanted a divorce. We both had to get into our dress blues in front of everyone we work with, so everyone knew what we did and had to go in front of the commander of the unit and answer to our actions. Fast forward, we both got out of the military a few years later, and we are still together. Girl, but y'all cheated. Girl, you know, I told you guys. But if you guys are still together, I'm happy for you guys. But before that, mm-mm. That was karma, though, girl. That was karma. Y'all cheated. That's not good. That ain't good. But yeah... <laughs> That's not right, y'all. But yeah, I'm happy that you guys are still together. I mean, you know. Next. A really embarrassing story I had at work is I work in a pediatric rehab hospital. Upstairs is babies. Downstairs is children up to 21. I went downstairs one day with another nurse to help with a blood drawn on an 8-year-old. We had a little paint kit that I was using to distract her and one of the items was bubbles. So I was blowing bubbles and she was popping them and then I asked her if she wanted to take a turn blowing the bubbles. Bless her little heart, she tried, but then she pointed to her trach <laughs> tracheostomy and told me she couldn't and I felt so stupid. 
I brushed it off and kept blowing bubbles with her, but I was so embarrassed and felt awful. We did get her blood, though. G Congratulations, girl. You got the blood. That was the most important part, girl. But asking someone who's straight to blow bubbles? <laughs> so for anyone who's listening right now, tracheostomy, it's like a surgery or an, an apparatus that they make a hole here in your neck so that you can properly breathe. You can have a tracheostomy because let's say you have like a neck cancer or there's like two more or anything. It basically just helps you breathe properly or laryngectomy. But there are other cases that you can use tracheostomy. So basically when you have a tracheostomy, you're breathing from this apparatus on your neck. That's where the air is coming in and out. Sometimes I think your nose is still intact and you can still you know, like breathe in some air from your nose. But in laryngectomy, I think you can only breathe out and breathe in from your apparatus in here. In tracheostomy, the nose is still is passing some air inside. But yeah, that that's way too funny. I have no... <laughs> I would feel so bad too. Next. I was taking care of an inmate from the local jail. He was shackled and was accompanied by sheriff. The sheriff was chatting me up and was downright flirting. He asked me if I had to work that weekend and I said, without thinking, no way I've done. <laughs> no way I've done my time. Of all the expression in the world that I could have used, the sheriff nearly choked and the inmate did not look amused. I mean, <laughs> that's way too funny, you guys. I <laughs> Lucky for you, you're out, girl. Sorry that you already serve your time while I'm serving. I mean, like, he deserves that for whatever he did, but period per. Most embarrassing, went to the bathroom and a toilet paper came with me down the hall. Wasn't on my shoes. It was coming out of my skirt. <laughs> That's when you know the IBS is hitting really hard. You guys, whenever coffee touches my mouth, even just the tumbler that I'm drinking coffee from... I would need to go to the bathroom ASAP. But the thing is, I could never live without coffee. So I am just living my life in the bathroom at work. I literally tell you guys, I shit at least three, four times at work. TMI, but I have to drink my coffee. And the thing is, like, I can never drink my coffee black. There's always has to be like milk or something added to it. Because I can't do black, y'all. But yeah. But <laughs> Another thing is that I have destroyed the bathroom at work so many times. And we don't even have pupuri or anything to like make the bathroom smell. So I always go to that, to that bathroom where no one goes. Because if I go to the local one, to the public one where all the nurses go in the break room, girl, it's going to be smelling like hell. And I cannot not shit. You know what I mean? Like I shit at least four or five times a day. And that's just me in a regular. As a midwife, I once had a lady who wasn't sure her water broke. She also said she was <laughs> she also said she was horny and wasn't sure if she was wet down there because of that. <laughs> okay, being wet and your water breaking is totally not the same thing. One comes out white-ish and the other comes out like transparent. So you would know, girl. Wait, she's horny. Girl, girl, mm-mm. Next, here's my story, the OR, and this embarrassing experience ended up being hilarious for me at least. My friend, the surgeon, almost quit that day though. 
We were at the office doing routine cystoscopies under local for post-bladder cancer patients. I got this cute old lady and positioned for the procedure and explained to her the steps. Once the surgeon started examining her and about to insert the scope in her urethra, she clasped her hands on her mouth and started shouting. We thought she was in pain, so the surgeon stopped. She then told us that she was so sorry she was not in pain at all and that she hasn't been touched. <laughs> she hasn't been touched down there for a long time. I tried so hard not to laugh and we spent the next 2-3 minutes doing the cystoscopy listening to the patient moan like crazy while my <laughs> while my friend, a very shy young surgeon, was still thinking he was hurting the patient. When she left after the procedure was done, he was feeling really bad for hurting her but I told <laughs> Yeah, oh, I swear, if you work in healthcare, you would see the unthinkable. You would experience the unthinkable. I swear, I've seen so many things that I don't think would ever exist and that it's only in film or it's imagination. But hey, when people go to the hospital, they bring in some crazy shit that you've never heard before and it only happens to them. And I can't. I can't do it. Next. My most embarrassing work story was when I was doing a working interview for this dental office. It's been nine years since I wore the scrubs. I don't know what I was thinking. Instead of buying new ones, I squeezed into this super tight pair. I had to cut the top just so I could pull it up past my thighs. <laughs> so when I bent over to get an x-ray sleeve, my scrub bottom tore right down my middle, flashing everyone... <laughs> Flashing everyone in the front. I grabbed an x-ray protection jacket and fled to the bathroom in shame. A year later, I'm still working in the same office. This is what happened, you guys, when you all try to be so cheap. And I know we don't all got money, but baby, if it's not fitting, girl, don't push it. Because next thing you know, this is what's going to happen. And it happened, girl. Basically, you flash every. <laughs> I would feel so embarrassed, too. I would. Okay, guys, so there's this thing that I always tell my friends and family that if something happens to me and I have to go to the emergency, please do not bring me to the hospital where I used to work because I don't want none of my colleague handling me, changing me, and seeing my pee-pee, my ass, everything. I don't want no one. And there's a few doctors that I'm just like, nah, uh-uh. They ain't touching me. They ain't doing nothing about me. Because this, mm-mm. Because them, mm-mm. Nah-uh. Next. Okay, so here's my embarrassing moment that I would ever let myself live down. I was still breastfeeding my daughter and found this cool wireless breast pump that I could wear while working so I didn't have to spend as much time off the floor pumping in private. First of all, mama, you're a super human. I don't know how mamas go back to work after having a child and they're still like breastfeeding. Like I've seen some nurses come back to work and they're pumping on their break time or when they're like loaded. But girl, that's a lot of patience. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of dedication. And I salute every single mama. I just love every mama because you guys are hardworking. And I don't know where you guys are getting your superpowers, but you guys have superpowers to take it all in and do everything in your ability. I love you guys. Anyways, 
So one night, I had a patient who needed a total bed change. I happened to be wearing my wireless pump. I was thinking to myself, I am superwoman. I'm doing it like a boss. You were, mama. Nobody even know I'm pumping. After we got the patient cleaned up, I was adjusting the blanket to tuck them in. And when I leaned over the patient to grab his sheet, my pumped leak and breast milk poured out of my shirt and soaked the patient in their bed. I was mortified. The patient was confused, but my aide thought that they had used the bathroom again. We did another bed change, and when we walk out, she noticed my shirt was soaked as well. I had to confess, and she laughed so hard, so I'm just glad the patient didn't re- <laughs> That must be so embarrassing. I mean, like, not only you soak yourself, you also soak the patient. Double trouble, baby. Double trouble. Okay, you guys, our last story. Here's my embarrassing work story. I am a neonatal nurse and one of my primary roles is to educate parents on their care and needs of their premature infants or babies with other health complications. Where I work, we don't have private patient room with doors. We have bed spaces, which have curtain instead of doors. So you can pretty much hear and see anything happening as you walk by. One day, I was standing in a patient's bed space with the baby's mother talking to her and teaching her about baby bottles and feeding. I had just eaten lunch and was feeling a little bloated. <laughs> I already think where this is going. I took a step or move and accidentally let out a loud fart in front of the baby's parents and whoever else was near <laughs> was nearby. I felt mortified. I immediately I apologized and the mother said, "That's fine. I keep talking." <laughs> And I kept talking like nothing happened. That made me feel better. But I was so humiliated afterwards. <laughs> you guys, I cannot count how many times I wanted to fart in my patient's room. But I cannot because I am so embarrassed to do it because I just know what my fart smells like. Like my fart never smells like nothing. There is always a smell. Okay, and TMI, I'm sorry for sharing this to you, but you're my best friend and you're going to know everything about it, okay? But so many times, you guys, it's always a silent fart. There was only this two times when I fart so loudly, I had to blame it on my patient. <laughs> and I'm sorry to the two patients that I blamed them for it. But you guys, you cannot know it was me because that was disgusting. And the thing is, there's always family members around and I just can't. So what I do is I always make sure that I bring one of those deodorizing thing that we have in the hospital and always put it in my patient's room just to make sure that if I ever fart, that thing can counter it. <laughs> and it smells like lemon, like lemon drops. So that's good. But yeah, like that is so embarrassing. It happened to me many, many times. Or I was explaining something to my patient and I burp. <laughs> and it's not like I burp like very gently. I burp like a bullfrog or something. Like a freaking big ass frog. And <laughs> like I just know how I look like in front of the people that I burp. <laughs> And it's so, so bad, you guys. Oh, my God. Anyways, you guys, I think we've all had our embarrassing moments. And some of it, you can forget about it. And some of it sticks in your head and it becomes trauma and PTSD. And it teaches you so much that you are never going to repeat that again. Oh, my God, you guys, we can continue with all of these stories. But listen, guys, we have another week to be listening to a new podcast episode 
Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I hope you had a good laugh, a good scream, a good crying laugh or anything. And again, Bessie, do me a huge favor by making sure that you download this episode and all other episodes and make sure you follow and turn on notification of the podcast on Apple and Spotify. And also leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple and making sure that you share it and tag me on Instagram. I love you guys so, so much and I will see you next week. Always remember, gotta stay caffeinated, medicated, and hydrated. I love you, bestie. Mwah.